1: sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, everybody. Oh, I've got my white suit on. I am ready to go because we have such a special show. And as Karma would have it, a very special co-host. He has been an international superstar for more than 40 years, and we wanted to write him a little love letter, um, you know, because that's what we do with people we love. Check it out. In the late 70s, a vibrant subculture began brewing in the London club scene. Meet the new romantics. The looks were avant-garde meets baroque. The music was punk meets synth. Pop, and the colorfully done-up face of the movement was none other than Boy George. But in 1981, he stepped out of his local club and onto the international stage as the frontman of one of the decade's most influential bands, Culture Club. With earworm hits like Do You Really Wanna Hurt Me and Karma Chameleon, it's no surprise Culture Club was dominating this brand new thing called MTV. Thank you. But Boy George is more than just a Grammy-winning artist. He's an author, fashion designer, DJ, photographer, and actor, a true career chameleon. And now, this Tony-nominated star is back on Broadway playing the larger-than-life Harold Zidler in Moulin Rouge! The Musical. Talk about a fitting role. For boy George, being true to himself has not only defined his over 40-year career, but also empowered others to embrace their own beautiful kaleidoscope of colors. (laughs) asked that question i i you looked at douglas and you go friendly friendly <laughs> and i was like can you imagine if i had some biter on the couch that would you know, be horrible you know dogs are
2: very like intuitive yeah yes it's very upsetting if a dog doesn't like you like a child that doesn't like you and a dog so i always like to check like he's so cute though you know it's funny
1: that you say that children did not like me when i was a kid <laughs> they really didn't they were like Who the hell are you? What are you? You look like a kid, but you're not a kid. I think
2: being colorful, you know, I used to get things that I'd be at a bus stop, dressed, you know, like those beautiful pictures you showed, and someone little kid would look at me and go, look, mommy, look at that funny lady. (laughs) And you'd be like, oh my God, how do I react? You know, kids are very honest, they're brutal.
1: They really are. And I felt like I did not fit in with kids and I didn't really go to school, I was working. You know, I had a job. I couldn't. So you had
2: the life I wanted. I had to go to school. <laughs> and I had, I had to do all those things. But really what I wanted to do was, you know, entertain. I didn't want to go to school. I was always being told I was a dreamer and I should be more realistic about what I was hoping to achieve. Because I'd go to the job officer and they'd say, what do you want to do? And I'd say, I want to be a makeup artist. And they'd laugh. Like, yeah, hmm.
1: When did you have that moment where something clicked and you're out there and you're like, this is worth fighting for no matter what, because this is the key and it's unlocking the door right now.
2: I have to say that's more of a recent thing.
1: Really? I think
2: it's more of a recent thing. I think back in the day, I was kind of just blindly going through it all, you know, and just getting on with it. And I think with the sort of careers that we have, you know, you're always being told if you don't get the next job, you don't get the next hit, you know, you're washed up. So there's that panic coming from a working-class background. You have to work. But the thing is, I think the difference now is that when I go into, like, say, I'm in Moulin Rouge...
1: Yes, I know! Moulin Rouge is a musical! (laughs) Which I've seen twice. I love it so much.
2: It's amazing, but what I try... In the old days, I was a job-done person, so once the gig was done, I was happy, mm-hmm. and then up until the, all way up to it, I was in a bad mood or everything was annoying me. That's changed now. So to me, the whole everything is important the gig, you know, the, the makeup. I think it's about enjoying the game of what we do. I, I love the fact that I can make someone's day. You really by simply do. being polite. Wow. You You know, like, just by being friendly, you change someone's, you know, frequency. Yes! Uh, Yes!
1: Look at me, I'm like, yes!
2: By the way, I have been grumpy. You know, I've I've Did you have your little
1: bitch moments? Yeah. That's what we're now calling them, LBMs.
2: Absolutely unreasonable. And when you kind of get to a point where you realise that you're the one that suffers... Yes. Holding a grudge, you know, gives you crow's feet. It's not good for you, you know, and a sense of humour... I think the biggest crime in the world is having no sense of humor.
1: It's not sexy. <laughs> and Never it's any, not fine. No
2: sense of humor. I'm like, you know, people that have no sense of humor are people that don't eat. Yeah. I don't trust either of them.
1: I <laughs> fully agree. i like to laugh and chow.
2: <laughs> you know, but I think, yeah, I just think that as you get older, you know, I mean, one of the, not to bring everyone down, I lost my mum last year. I'm so and, sorry. you know, the thing is, you know, that's such a pivotal moment in your life, you know to lose someone so important to you and to be there and to experience that. And, you know, I just always think of my mum all the time. My mum would be like, get on with it, you know, get out there and enjoy it and have fun. And even when my mum was, you know, very old, she always wanted to come everywhere. She would say, oh, put me in the back of the plane, that'll be no problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, when we come back, um, I wanted to ask um, Boyd George about his first time meeting these two icons. (laughs) We're here with boy George. You were also on The Tonight Show mm. and Joan Rivers was hosting. Yeah. Did you feel like when you left that appearance that things had shifted, like you noticed a difference?
2: I remember one thing about that Joan Rivers interview was that I, because she was so funny and quick... The funniest. Terrifying. And i have never met anyone like that. I spent the whole day winding myself up. If she starts on me, I'm going to come up with this line... And when I watch it back, I was actually quite defensive because I was terrified, but she was so sweet to me. She loved me, so there was no need for me to be, you know, so uptight, but I was trying to be clever, and when I watch it back, I think, God, I wish I. I mean, obviously, I got to know her years later, and she was brilliant. She did this great joke. I was at one of her gigs in London, and she goes, Boy, George, just what England needs, another queen that can't dress.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes! I love it! Did you love that scene? I mean, I miss the expressiveness of those times. You could, you know, I mean, you changed the world for people. You made it okay to express yourself, to dress (laughs) a certain way, to wear your makeup. You allowed every human on the planet a license to express and we wanted it so badly.
2: I think in my case, I have to say, my mum allowed me to be an artist. My mum never pressured me to get a job. My mum allowed me to do the things that she couldn't do, because my mum was Aquarian. She was a very talented seamstress. She could do anything. She could put up wallpaper. And I think now I realise that she sacrificed a lot for me to be the person I am, to let me be, have the freedom that I have. And it's amazing. Thank
1: goodness for your mum. Yeah.
2: What's her name? Diane. Well, Christine Diane, yeah.
1: Christine <laughs> Diane. Yeah.
2: She, changed it. she changed it all the time.
1: You met Princess Diana?
2: I did, twice.
1: I got the pleasure of meeting her once and I, I'll never forget it. She was the people's princess. That's me meeting her, presenting her with an ET doll.
2: You got a photo. <laughs> I didn't get a photo.
1: What? <laughs> but you got to meet her twice. What was she like?
2: The first time I met her, I was asked to be in a lineup to meet her at some charity event. And then when the palace official checked the list, I wasn't on it, so they pushed me out of the list. So I went over to the bar pretty embarrassed, thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe I humiliated myself by standing in that line, and she broke protocol and came over and spoke to me, and she was very sweet, and, um, you know, she basically spent 20 minutes talking to my mum. That was what made me fall madly in love with her, because I said, I'm actually not really into the royal family, but my mum loves you. (laughs) Will you meet her? And she was on the spot, and she, uh, she met my mum for 20 minutes, and was adorable.
1: That seems so in keeping with why everybody's so in love with her, because she was personable and she yeah. was present. And she seemed like such a music lover. I mean, she must have gone bananas seeing you.
2: Yeah, she used to rock up in these like, you know, tour jackets, <laughs> Bill Collins, you know. She was, yeah, she loved her music. And uh, I think that, you know, she was the beginning of you know, a new era of the royal family, in a way. Although, feels like they're going backwards at the moment.
1: It's like,
2: <laughs> so guys, it's, you know...
1: <clears throat> I don't understand, also, like, why the crown is ending now. I'm like, there's still more to come. There's know, still more to go. Know, and I'm still watching.
2: In a way, the royal family is, like, you know, a, a sort of reality show, you know, but we don't get to know everything. Yes. You know, but, yeah, I enjoy watching it.
1: That's... That's... I think that's true of most people, especially now in the digital age. We all present ourselves, you know? I don't even notice that there are cameras ever because I've been doing this since I was 11 months old. They're literally there to document, hunt and gather. If you're, if
2: you're honest, there's nothing to fear, you know? It's interesting because people aren't that interested. That's the great news. People... You know what I mean? Not about you, just about... Generally, people don't want to hear miserable things.
1: I hope that: No-one comes up to me in
2: the street and asks me miserable questions. Ever.
1: What is the thing that you find... How many a... hats do you have? Yeah... <laughs> Good. <laughs> OK, well, I know somebody who also has a lot of wigs, the great Chloe Feynman, one of the stars of Saturday Night Live, and apparently she just watched Saltburn with her family. Shall yes. we, like, have a conversation with her? Yeah. And ask her about how her parents felt while watching Saltburn? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Let's ask Chloe. What her We'll be right back.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
1: back. We're here with Boy George. And since you have so many hats, we are bringing out a woman who has so many wigs. And she is truly one of the most important female comedians, like, working today. And um, for the last five years, um, she's been making us laugh on Saturday Night Live. Just take a look at this. Hit it!
0: I can't say this on the record yet, but welcome to Juilliard.
2: That was what means to go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 Oh yes. my gosh, Chloe, your outfit is
4: incredible! <laughs> it said, you know, for you, it's a vintage <laughs> Mugler. You are, now let's see if I can sit in it. You <laughs> are so fashion,
1: though. You are like the fashion it girl you are on every, <laughs> you are at shows, family, <laughs> designers, artists. <laughs> I feel like I can really tell how much you love it. Like, yes. it's in your
4: DNA. Yeah, um, well, my sister was a stylist when I was a kid. And I was always getting in trouble my parents would, I'd wear like a bathing suit over shorts and it was always a whole thing. And then my quote was fashion before death, which I would say is like a four-year-old because I'd wear no clothing and they'd worry that I was to get a cold or something.
1: My girls don't want to wear the jackets and then I insist and I layer yeah, them up yeah. and they're like all bundled and then they take it all off and I they know they're not wearing it at school. They no. never come home no. with the jackets. No. And I'm like, and then I see the girls in the little skirts and the bare legs. I'm like, oh, they're fine. Yeah. Like I was speaking with, I don't want to drop a name. It sucks because she's one of my best friends. But Cameron Diaz. Yes. <laughs> and I And I was like, and these girls with their skirts and the crop tops. Please remember when we were kids, we wore bikini tops and dolphin shorts.
4: Yeah, what do you think?
2: I've never worn a crop top,
4: really, Never.
2: <laughs> or I never will. There's certain <laughs> things that, like, I don't really own any jeans. Really, jeans do not look good on me. Yeah. I tried. There's yeah. a couple of photos where I doctored my legs to be longer because <laughs> my legs are short and my body's long. So, like, in jeans, it just you know, jeans. Are not for everyone.
4: Jeans are not for no. me after two. And C-sections. I think they're amazing,
2: but yeah. no, crop tops yeah. never.
4: I like it, that with shorts. I hate shorts. You know. I and yet look at those gams. Well, look at those. But these steps. have tights. <laughs> I have tights on, guys. <laughs> tights.
1: Tight. By the way, that Julia Stiles moment. I was watching it live, and I was so
4: excited. Oh. And I just, I love it. Did that? How did that come together? I just kind of did it at a comedy show and people liked it. And then I had an idea where it would be Adam Driver who was the host that week and it was like a kinky thing where I'm like, I have an idea you know, for the bedroom. And you know, did it in front of Adam Driver and he was kind of weirded out. And then the show was like, I think we should do it as a weekend update. But they didn't make that decision until basically Friday. And then it wasn't an official decision until 11.30 p.m. on Friday. Oh my gosh. So then we texted Julia Stiles. And then I guess they had like sort of mentioned it. And then at midnight she was like, I have a babysitter, I'll be there. Which was pretty cool. And
1: she like looks incredible. Incredible. Like, she looks just like the movie. Gorgeous. gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. I, I mean, yeah, stunning. Yeah, a perfect, really. a perfect beauty. Um, now, you have to have wigs, I think, at your disposal at all times, because I just sure. never know when you're gonna make a video <laughs> and be doing something as another person that we know, mm-hmm. doing like the best imitation, or um, somebody, Out of the blue, that has like possessed you. Mm -hmm. In my fantasy, like you have a whole arsenal of things ready to go at the like whim of your Uh comedy like needs.
4: There is that. What's hard, yes, today I had three messages of wanting to do You in the Snow, and I'm like, but I don't know where to get snow. Like, you know what I mean? Like that—you're the only challenge because you you require the elements and not just a wig, my dear. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> I never
1: thought of it that I way. Was like,
4: How do I go to upstate New York? Like, where were you that it was snowing? So this is Long Island. Okay, so I have to go to Long Island to do my Drew Snow video. Drew did the rain. Okay, Saltburn with your family. <laughs>
3: It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order.
1: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana.
3: It doesn't get any better than this.
4: movie. I had no idea whatsoever. <laughs> like, it's like gnarly, right? It was like, well, it was Christmas. I thought we were like bundled up watching a, a holiday movie <laughs> because it looks kind of like castle, and like Jacob Elordi's so handsome, and he was on your show, and he was on our show, and he's even more handsome in person. And then, you know, it's graphic, it's modern. Um, my sister lives in London, and I guess she's become like clutching pearls. So she had to leave the room multiple times. We actually have a clip of your family oh, reaction. <laughs> I've watched this
1: like a bunch of times.
4: Yeah. Mom, it's okay. I'm actually <laughs> going No, Emma. It- Emily, like, it's I a good name. movie! I hate it! Mom, are you loving it? No! <laughs> you aren't leaving Saltburn, are you?
0: That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen.
1: Oh my God, I love your family! All right, so catch uh, Boy George and Moulin Rouge, the musical on Broadway. I've seen it twice, it's one of my favorite plays. And- Every Saturday night, you know when, you know how, you know why, and where. It's 11:30 <laughs> on NBC's. Um, out and this Saturday, March 2nd, with host Sydney Sweeney. I love Sydney I Sweeney. Ooh.
3: Me too. Oh,
1: you too. And musical guest Casey Musgrave. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We make the show
3: for you, so take it with you.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Drew Barrymore Show podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondry Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
2: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.